Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens-Jones, a certified Christian life coach, and it is a pleasure to have you joining us today. I hope that this program will give you just the kind of thought-provoking discussion and encouragement that you need today. For all of you who are listening to this broadcast on replay later, we welcome you as well. And thank you for listening. A number of you stopped to give me feedback on the February 23rd broadcast, and it is greatly appreciated. It was the first part of our two-part broadcast on the all-important topic of forgiveness. My guest on February 23rd, Miss Alicia Mobley, shared from her heart her journey from deep hurt to forgiveness. If you missed it last week, it's definitely worth going back to listen to the replay to hear her powerful and moving story. I also want to welcome our first-time listeners. Thanks for being here today. This broadcast occurs twice each month on the second and fourth Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern. My intention in hosting this show is to build a community of people who are open to new perspectives on topics that may be different than their own perspectives. We welcome listeners who are interested in hearing personal journeys of my guests, of their choices inspired by the Holy Spirit. As a life coach, I want to give you some thought-provoking questions and ideas that can shift your perspectives and allow you the opportunity for some self-reflection and discovery of your own views later. We don't judge you here. My guests, who openly share their challenges and triumphs, and I hope you leave the broadcast uplifted with some nuggets to ponder and plant in your spirit. So today is part two of the discussion that we began on the last broadcast on forgiveness. Let me just say again up front, here's a simple definition that I shared the last time. Forgiveness is a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge over past hurts. Why are we giving so much time to this topic? Believe me, I know from personal experience 
it's not always easy to forgive. We're focusing on forgiveness again today because when you, our audience members, hold on to past hurts and the anger of past offenses, it is still costing you until you do forgive. It costs you your precious time and energy that you can never get back. It can ruin your present relationships. If you're so preoccupied with past anger, hurt, and resentment, and we also talked about it can cost you your health. That's right, your health. Science and medicine shows that withholding forgiveness can actually lead to high blood pressure, depression, or even worse. So high cost people pay is why we are giving the topic of forgiveness a part two. I want anyone out there who is suffering the emotional or physical effects of unforgiveness to consider taking steps to forgive whomever or whatever has happened. I'm convinced that the benefits that await you are well worth the effort to forgive. Now, I know there are some common misunderstandings around the topic of what forgiveness entails. Is forgetting expected when you make a decision to forgive? You know, we hear the term forgive and forget. Well, not automatically, but forgiveness can move you from a preoccupation and even obsession with the pain and hurt you experience to a season in your life that feels lighter, healthier, and less burdened by the weight of what happened in the past. And eventually, you'll be living like it has been forgotten. And let me pose this question. This is another aspect of forgiveness. If you forgive someone, do you believe reconciliation is a must? Do we have to reestablish a relationship with the person when we forgive them? What if the person who offended you is a stranger or someone you no longer even know how to contact? Is some type of reconciliation required to practice true forgiveness? Hmm. That's a hard one, right? I'm going to get my guest to weigh in on those tough topics. But before I introduce her, I want to say a couple of things from a believer's perspective, a believer in Christ, that is. Forgetting and reconciliation can be tough even for believers. But I do think in addition to ridding ourselves of the physical and emotional tolls of unforgiveness, we in fact have the most powerful model, Christ, on the cross, asking the Father to forgive those who persecuted and crucified him. For a believer, that model is incredible and should really prompt us to be forgiving. And, of course, as we know in the Lord's Prayer, we say, 
Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. On Sunday, Reverend Osbury, my pastor, shared a striking nugget that I want to relay here. He said, we are most like Christ when we are able to forgive. I want to say that again. We are most like Christ when we are able to forgive. I see that as a very persuasive motivation to practice forgiveness. How about you? (laughs) The last question I want to throw out on this topic before we invite our guest in to join us is, what do you do when you are the one who has offended or hurt another and needs forgiveness? I think we have to acknowledge that there are times when we are the ones who have inflicted the pain on someone else based on our actions or neglected to assist or support someone who needed us. Are you able to go to the person to sincerely ask for forgiveness? Or do you just go into denial about any hurt that you've caused or rationalize it away? In such cases, when you are the one who offended someone, you may end up walking around carrying guilt and regret that binds you and keeps you stuck as well, right? As believers, again, yes, we are to acknowledge our offense and seek forgiveness. You all know sometimes it may be you may be unable to get another person to forgive you. But that's not the end of the story. The good news is you can still be restored by confessing the offense, the sin, to God and asking him for forgiveness. The Lord will, in fact, take the sinful state away from us and cleanse us of the pain and guilt of the offense. So when you've made an earnest effort to seek forgiveness, give it to the Lord. And you know what else? Then forgive yourself. Yes, you heard me. After you sincerely confess the sin to God, forgive yourself and move on. You can be relieved of the burden if you take these steps. I expect these thoughts that I'm sharing have a lot of thoughts swirling around for you. Maybe some of you are going through something right now or something you've been through is bubbling back up. Let's invite my special guest at this time, and she will share her insights and experience on this compelling topic. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is someone I've known most of my life. We've been close friends almost 40 years since she arrived as a freshman at Talladega College during my sophomore year. My guest is Mrs. Angela Griggs Atkins. Angela hails from Macon, Georgia, the daughter of Anthony T. Griggs Jr. and Susie B. Griggs. She graduated from Southwest High in 1976 
and went on to Talladega College, acquiring a BA in history. She then studied at Florida Atlantic University for one year, pursuing her master's in public administration, which she completed at Georgia State College and University. Angela is married to Hugh Atkins. She has one daughter, Ashley, son-in-law, Jamal, and granddaughter, Jemiah. She is also stepmother to five children and step-grandmother to four grandchildren. Angela loves being retired. As of a little over a year ago, from her 31-year federal career as a logistician at Robbins Air Force Base in Warner Robins, Georgia, she is newly appointed to the advisory board for the Macon Youth Development Center, where she also mentors teen girls detained at the center. Angela is vice president of the Macon Alumni Chapter of Talladega College and a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. She is an active servant leader in the Universal Light Christian Center as an ordained deacon, chair of the pastor's action committee, a trustee on the financial board, and leader for weekly and quarterly noontime Bible studies. Angela believes that God has been too good to her throughout her life to focus on the bad or negative events she's experienced or to allow them to paralyze her and prevent forward movement. She believes that these events made her strong and sustained her to be light, hope, and help through service to others. She considers it a pleasure and honor to serve her family, church, and the community. And I call her Ange, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Looking Career Choices radio show. It's so wonderful to have you here today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lynn. I call her Lynn <laughs> for having me. It is indeed an honor. And certainly my great pleasure to have even been asked to serve and share in this manner. And I can only pray that my story will serve to encourage and inspire someone out there in your listening audience. Well, you and I have talked about the vision for this broadcast. And, you know, it's to give hope and encouragement to inspire and even challenge listeners to make choices that move their lives forward. So I'm certain that your sharing will contribute greatly to that vision. You are so busy, poor retired woman. (laughs) I deeply appreciate your taking time out of your schedule to be my guest today. So let's jump right in. Tell us something about yourself that's not included in your bio. Um, Okay, listening to you read my bio, um, I would have to hone in on, besides for being an employee at Robbins Air Force Base for about 31 years, um, most people don't know that I had the pleasure of also serving for the Juvenile Justice Department at the Macon Youth Development Center for approximately 10 years while employed at Robin, 
I served there as an enrichment instructor for the after-school program. And the the awesome thing about that particular opportunity is I never considered it as real work, but it was just an opportunity and such a pleasure for me to serve God in that way and to be there for those um, young girls who he chose to place in my path. So that was just an awesome opportunity that he gave me. Awesome, Ange. What would you say, um, i like to ask guests, what would you say have been common themes in your life up to this point? Well, in examining my life, when I look back over it, if I had to choose one word that was the theme for my life, I would choose the word favor. And that is because when I look back, I continuously see how the hand of God has always been on my life and how he's kept me in his favor. Some may term that as his grace. And I definitely can see how he was extending abundant grace and love to me at every turn. And I know that God is not a respecter of person, as my husband has to often remind me. God loves everybody. He doesn't just love you. And I understand that, but it's just such a standout for me that, you know, in my life, favor is the real standout. So that's okay. the thing. Okay. I pray that that continues to be the theme as well, uh, Ange. Absolutely. Well, here we, here we are in March celebrating Women's History Month in our nation. Can you say something about what this observance means to you? Yes, and as a matter of fact, today is National Women's Day. So... Blessing to all your women listeners out there. And in respect to March being Women History Month, I believe that it is important to pause and give attention to this great theme in the month so that people as a whole won't lose sight of the importance of women. That was a time when women were not respected or they were considered as unimportant, and that is even still the case in some countries today. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a saying that history has a, a way of repeating itself. So mm-hmm. in order to avoid that, I believe we must keep the many contributions made by women in front of us so that they can serve as inspiration and, and encouragement. Um, There were so many times when women have been told that they couldn't or shouldn't do something Mm -hmm. or just shut down and told no. But if you Mm -hmm. look back over history, you can see that that was never the truth because women can, women could, and women did. And they are still doing it even today. And I love to think about um, 
nationally known, famous women who have made great strides in life. But mm-hmm. during this time, I give focus to those women in my life, you know, who have had a more direct effect in my life. Like my grandmother, mm-hmm. I credit her with teaching me by her example how to be a wonderful, loving grandmother, which she was for me all the days of my life. And then my mom, who is a strong, determined, God-fearing woman who knows how to take little and make things happen, she never listened to anybody trying to shut her down or stop her or tell her she couldn't accomplish something. And even today she still doesn't. And then there are there are even women in in our community here in Macon who have made great strides and contributions in life, like the Betty Talbert. She is a woman who opened um, Progressive Christian Academy, a private Bible based with a Bible based curriculum here in Macon, making that private academy affordable to many who would not have otherwise. Uh, been presented with such an opportunity to get to extend to their children. And yes. lastly, lastly, um, I have a female pastor, Reverend Gail Talbert Smith, who fearlessly and courageously stepped out on faith way back in 1985 to become the first ordained female Baptist minister in Macon, blazing that trail and opening that door for women to come in behind her. And she was Mm -hmm. met with much, much opposition doing that. Mm -hmm. So Women History Month is so, so important that we just don't lose sight of the contributions made by women. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that that brings to mind uh, women who... Uh, were so inspirational as a part of my upbringing as well. So thank you for for bringing uh, those ideas to mind. You know, as I mentioned, I've known you for most of my life. And I know you to be a woman who is very strong, who engages fully in whatever you are involved in, and you conquer challenges as they come up. Even at Even I see you, I must say, as someone who has it all together. And I imagine many of the people that you interact with see you that way. But, of course, you too have had some uphill climbs in life. I would appreciate uh, your talking, Ange, about some of your challenges and especially some of your experience with forgiveness. Yes, ma'am. I thank you for the opportunity to do that. And in doing that, um, if you and your listening audience would allow me to paint a picture using my life, it will eventually sync up with the theme for today and that of from the last broadcast with Miss Alicia and that is Mm -hmm. the theme of forgiveness, that Mm -hmm. examining my life, I have um, 
attached and associated it with um, a formula that I came up with. And that formula okay. is what I perceive as something that has helped to make me who I am today and equipped me to handle and push through the hard times. That formula is F to the third power equals L, and that is favor plus faith plus forgiveness equal love. Mm. And I came up with that formula because it was at a very early age that I began to see the favor of God on my life. It was when I can remember being eight years old and hearing and feeling and believing, really getting it, that Jesus loved me. It was when I was mm-hmm. eight years old that I can still, I still get that feeling in my heart sometimes today where I actually fell in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I think about that, I consider that as favor, that he allowed me to get it so early in life. Mm-hmm. And then I believe having, having received that at eight, and I look back and I go through the, the different events of my life and things that have happened to me over my life, and I say, mm-hmm. really, that's when my faith switch was turned on. And I believe okay. God allowed allowed all of that to happen so that it would equip me for what was to come. Okay, so that's 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 the favor part and and part of mm-hmm. the faith when faith began. But mm-hmm. there were many other instances of Faith and favor, where I could see it playing out in my life, and these are just little tidbits of things that started to happen as I was growing and maturing in life. Like um, I came from, or I come from, a family of five. You know, there were five children mm-hmm. in our home, and and I knew I was going to college. I knew I wanted to go to college, but you know, I didn't really know how it would happen. Mm-hmm. But and had put in applications to go to schools, you know. But to have a teacher just out of the blue one day show up and say, I had never even been in her class, but she knew of me and she knew of my academic uh, record. So she said, mm-hmm. um, hey, I can get you a four-year scholarship, academic scholarship, if you want to go to uh, Talladega College. And I looked at her and I was like, you know, it was really close to time to to have everything in and to start making preparations to attend. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) sure, sure. So that was favor, you know, the favor to be identified by the teacher, favor to get that fully paid four-year scholarship, and then faith just believing and knowing that, it would happen that somehow I would go. So there mm-hmm. you have faith, mm-hmm. favor, you know, playing out in my life again. And it even played mm-hmm. out in in me going on to further my education, you know, receiving a 
fellowship to work on my master's, laying in my bed, minding my own business, not even knowing what my next move would be. You know, when you graduate from college, sometimes you just don't know. You you cross right. that that particular event off, and you just don't know what's next. That That's always mm-hmm. that thing with God, okay, what next? But not really mm-hmm. having a plan and to be laying in bed and have a college professor call me and say, hey, Miss Griggs, and you can remember Dr. Stockton with that English accent saying, yes. <laughs> saying uh, Miss Griggs, I can get you a fellowship to go work on your master's. And, of course, you know, that that was it. So that mm-hmm. and landing a job at Robbins, it just all made me strong in knowing how much God loves me. It builds me up in my in my faith to know that, he was always with me and that he can do what no other can do. He can make mm-hmm. a way out of no way, turn my dark days into light. And with mm-hmm. that said, it equipped me and made me strong for when the really dark days came. And the dark days did come. Mm-hmm. But... Um, when they came, and they came with many tears, because like Miss Alicia's story last broadcast, I too had a marriage that ended in divorce. Mm-hmm. It ended after 12 years. And to have your dream of a happy marriage and a wonderful life, which most people, especially women, I'm sure, have a dream to mm-hmm. to have that shattered really from the onset, it can be pretty devastating. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can put you in a in a place that can be paralyzing. It can make you wonder, how in the world did I get here? Mm-hmm. And most especially when you're living in it and no one knows what's really going on. No one knows what you're really going through. Yeah. Even to a point where it came a time in my life where I was violently attacked by a third party. And, you know, you talk about battle scars and living a life mm-hmm. where you know, on the outside, you present yourself to be strong and no one, you know, they just see you able to keep going and push through. But in mm-hmm. that attack, I was left with a real battle scar, one that is visible even now today. It is worn on my face every day of my life for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. But you might be too hurt or too embarrassed to share what you're going through with anyone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in that time and through other hard times, I found myself having the strength to gird up every day, push past my hurt, push past my disappointment, and continue to move forward. And, you know, somebody might say, well, how did you do it? Mm-hmm. What helped me was to know, going back to that little girl 
at eight years old, knowing how much and feeling how much Jesus loved me, to know that I was worthy of love and to have his favor placed upon my life because he placed me around so, so many good people. I had my blood family, my church family, my work family, and every day, every day during those hard times, I found and had something good and positive to look forward to, and I chose that to be my focus and to concentrate Mm -hmm. on and to be able to interact with those people in my life. It gave me the faith and the hope that everything would be okay. And any time I was going through something hard, it was that relationship with the Lord and my faith in him that really, really got me through. Um, And and I guess I, I can pause to let you jump in, but I, you know, it was that personal relationship with God when I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody else. I couldn't let anybody else in. I could always talk to God. Not that others weren't there for me, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I knew Mm -hmm. that I could run and jump up in his arms without any judgment. I could Mm -hmm. tell him all about my feelings, what I was going through, because he already knew anyway. I could ask him to help me, and every time I asked him, he did. He would show me. He would give me strength to keep moving. And every time that would happen, my faith would just grow and increase in him. I can even remember... One specific time um, where I was trying to push through, because I don't, I don't mean to make this sound easy. It, it was not mm-hmm. easy. And mm-hmm. like I referenced before, many tears were shed. But I can remember one time just running to him. I'd gotten up, gotten dressed, ready to go to work, and. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to, and I just had a real crying spell. But I could literally, Mm -hmm. he he allowed me to do that for just a little while, but then I heard him say, dry your eyes, stop crying, get up, and go to work. And that's that's exactly what I did, you know. And it was like, once I had that time with him and heard his voice, the rest of my day was absolutely fine. You know, I didn't get stuck in that moment. Mm-hmm. Also, what helped me um, through hard times is the fact that I wasn't in it by myself. God had been so gracious and kind and loving to me to give us uh, a beautiful daughter. So it wasn't just about me. You know, I had her to consider. I had to Uh keep moving. I had to keep moving for her. 
So mm-hmm. that's basically my story. Well, I can attest that you have a beautiful daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like to, I would like to talk a little bit about the forgiveness aspect. Um, I mean, I, I know personally that you have forgiven and moved on. Um, can you can you just say a little bit about what it was like before you? exercise forgiveness before you made the choice to forgive what you were feeling like toward the person your yeah. your ex um, yeah um well let me let me just start by saying that forgiveness was it was a very is was and is a very com- critical component of my makeup um and what I didn't realize is what I was sitting in the middle of. Um, I didn't realize that while staying in that situation, it wasn't really healthy for me at all. It allowed mm-hmm. me to build up bitterness and to allow resentment to sit in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though I had the courage to push through every day and to appear strong and to to meet my day's um, obligations with mm-hmm. strength. When I got, when I returned home, it was a different story. I mean, it was so evident, the bitterness and resentment, and it, it just made me and turned me into a person who I eventually didn't even like anymore. You know, it mm-hmm. it caused me to build up bricks around my heart and to hearten me. And mm-hmm. that wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my child. It wasn't mm-hmm. good really for anyone around me because mm-hmm. even though most of that came out while I was behind closed doors and in the con- confines of my home, eventually it started to leak out and Mm -hmm. others could see it. I'll never forget Mm -hmm. um, one time we were out doing something because, you know, you can put on that facade and you can put on that front. And we were were at an activity um, um, for my daughter and at her school and I was around these people who we were friends with and I snapped at him in such an ugly way. And um, one of the women there said, Angela, I can't believe it was so thinking of like that. Don't do that. I was so convicted. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. I really, wow. I really do believe that that was the beginning for me, that that touched mm-hmm. me in such a way to force me to look at myself. It's not pretty. It's not pretty Mm -hmm. when you don't forgive. Mm -hmm. And um, that is very, what you described is very common. I mean, I see it with clients. I I know personally, I know from friends who the bitterness, the anger, those are the common burdens that you bear when you are unforgiving. But Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear 
uh, I'd love to hear how did things change or become different in your life after you were forgiven? Well, that is an incredible feeling. And you don't maybe so much realize it at the time when you're going through it, but it is so important for every person, no matter what the situation, no matter um, the circumstances or what it is that you find yourself in, it is so very important to always kind of look back and do a self-examination of where you were, where you've been, and where you are now and how you came through it. Mm-hmm. And so when I do that and I look at myself being on the other side of that resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness, once I opened my heart and decided that I no longer wanted to live in that, I was no longer held captive by the hurtful events that occurred in my life. I was no longer a prisoner. It allowed me to tear down those walls that I had built up around my heart, and I started to feel so free free to live, free to love, free to just plain old enjoy life. And beyond that, it freed me for something that I couldn't see and had no idea that it was going to happen. But it freed me to operate in the purpose of God because it just... You know, it took me to a place where you no longer felt unworthy and it it allowed you to be free to say something about the Lord and know that you were not sitting in ugliness and operating in ugliness and acting in a way that would not be perceived God-like. So it, Mm -hmm. it just takes you to that place. And there are really, really no words that can truly convey the difference in my life after forgiving and asking to be forgiven. It takes you to a place of real peace. And I would like to add that, you know, once I did that, and I absolutely did that for not only um, my ex-spouse, but for the third party who left me with a battle scar. Wow. Wow, Ange. Mm. That is truly transcending a circumstance for everybody's listening. I mean, that is really rising above. And what would you say about... uh, we talked earlier before we brought you on. What would you say about reconciliation and forgiveness? Do you feel reconciliation is a must when you forgive? Well, when it comes to reconciliation, Lynn, I would have to tell you that for the most part, um, 
reconciliation should be for those who bear the name Christian. It should be the absolute goal because we as Christians, we're striving to be Christ-like every day. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned in your um, talk prior to me coming in about what Jesus did on the cross for us. And to be reconciled means, you know, that you you forgive and you're you're ready to walk in that place of forgetfulness. You don't hold on to it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a good place to be. And like I say, that should mm-hmm. absolutely be the goal. But be the goal. in facing yeah, in facing the um reality and as people, as a person wrapped in flesh, that can be a hard thing to do. And and mm-hmm. many times it it just might not even be possible to do. The events might have been so horrible you can forgive, mm-hmm. but you can't walk in that place of total reconciliation. Um uh, because we are wrapped in our flesh. Also, it, it could be that you're ready to do it, but you don't have the final say as to whether or not you will be reconciled in a relationship because the right. other person involved may not be willing to do that. Right. Um, Absolutely. It, 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 it's a beautiful thing to to do that, and and you know God made us all different. I'm I'm just glad that I can say He made me in such a way that I can do it. I can do it, and I did it, and I did it without any hesitation. I I don't hold on, um, and and be, I'm not grudgeful. I'm not a grudgeful person. Um, I don't. Want revenge or seek revenge? I today to this day that third party, we are reconciled, mm-hmm. and we are reconciled by my choice. It is the goal, but it may not always be possible. I heard just the other day a case on television, a real life case where uh, this young girl, her entire family, had been murdered. And Mm -hmm. the person who murdered her family did it just for the joy of killing, just for the thrill of it. And she was about about 10 or 14 years old when it happened, and now she's a young woman. And she said, I choose to forgive the person who did that. I will never be Mm -hmm. reconciled with him but I mm-hmm. choose to forgive him for my mm-hmm. own inner peace. I cannot allow him to have that much of me where I won't forgive. So, Amen. again, Amen. it's the goal, but I don't know. It may not always be possible. Possible, yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying, and I I appreciate that context of is the goal. That's the that's the what we want to look towards. And when we line up our hearts with that, the Lord knows that. 
and then we do the piece that's within our control, but ultimately it may not be totally within our control. Right. Well, you know, I like to ask I like to ask my guests because I know there's always someone out there listening who is saying, Yeah, I've been through something like she's been through. I've had a terrible, terrible situation, but I can't forgive what happened. I just can't. I don't have that kind of relationship with Christ. What would you say to someone who says, um, I don't have that kind of relationship with Christ? What would you say Hmm. to them, Ange? Hmm. That's that's a hard one um, because, you know, for me, like I've pointed out, it happened for me so early in life, and I mm-hmm. can only, I can, I would only be able to encourage someone um, in that respect based on my own experience. Um, so mm-hmm. I would just say, you know, you got to start somewhere. So yes. start by talking to him. I can remember being young and just talking to him just based on hearing the word and, and questions that would swell up in me at a, as a young child. And I would just talk to him, and nobody else knew it. You know, I didn't run and tell my mom or my Sunday school teacher or even my sisters mm-hmm. or my brother. I So I just start talking to him and, and then asking him and looking for him in your situation, whatever they may be. Just look for him mm-hmm. in those moments. Um, surround yourself with those who already have a relationship with with mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Uh, read, study um, the word mm-hmm. so that you can know what it is that he even says or, or think about you, the promises mm-hmm. that he made you. Then... You know, once you start to do that, look for the evidence that it is true. And, and you know, that that kind of starts that relationship of believing or at least asking and looking. And mm-hmm. I would be, I would even be willing to bet that no matter what someone has gone through, you when you've gone through something um, and you've been through something, you survived it because you're still here. So if you start yeah. to do that self that self examination that I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and you you ask yourself some questions about how did you survive it? You know what made you survive it? And you really start to depict and peel back what um, transpired. You have to see the hand of God in it. So. Mm-hmm. That can start like that. to help, yeah, help you develop that relationship. I like that idea of how have you gotten? Asking yourself, how are you? How have you gotten here? How have you gotten right. through the past struggles and challenges? That right. definitely prompts some deep soul searching. Cool. This is such an inspiring conversation, Ange. Um, <laughs> I, I thank you for letting your heart and 
and God's light in you be seen today. Um, to our listeners, I just, you know, let Ann just share from her heart. And I hope you've been taking some notes on these valuable insights. <laughs> As you all know, I invite guests to openly share their challenges, lessons, and choices that they might encourage and uplift you to do the same. So right now, I'd like to invite you to join our conversation and tell us what's come up for you. What are you thinking about on forgiveness? Do you feel the same way about it you always did, or are you having any shift in your thoughts about forgiveness? Tell us what's on your mind or give us your questions. To join us, call us at 646-716-9397. We'd love to take your calls at 646-716-9397. Now we have a host of people, I think, who have called in to listen to the broadcast If I call on you and you are um, out there just listening, no worries. Um, But I am looking for any new callers who want to join in the conversation, who want to make a comment, ask a question of our guest as we continue to talk. So to join us, just dial 646-716-9397. While we're waiting on callers, Ange, um, I I want to give you a chance to uh, just talk about your current season of life a little bit as well. Given everything that you've been through, and now retired from a successful federal career, how would you describe your current season of life? (laughs) Well, Lynn... Through all of my ups and downs, um, and there have been many, and I'm glad to report that I've definitely had more ups and good than any downs. But Mm -hmm. considering everything right now, I see this as what I deem my best season. First of all, I'm still here. You know, life downs didn't consume me. I've been allowed to live through some stuff. And and all of that, the good and the bad, um, have helped to shape and mold me into the person who I am today. It made me strong. It allowed me to have a successful, beautiful 31-year career as a civil servant. And I even consider that time as being my training ground. And it was my training ground for my real-life position, which I consider myself in right now. It got me ready for my real job where I can concentrate on being a focused servant of God and to God's people. So this is my best season. Amen. Amen. Um. What about over this last year since you've been retired? What would you say has been one of your most gratifying moments? Well, within the year of being retired and thinking about it, um, the most gratifying moment for me was that day 
of my retirement ceremony. Being able to stand before my family and my friends and being able to, first of all, just just thank God for his loving care and his hand being upon my life to bring me Mm -hmm. to such an awesome, awesome moment and realizing that it was only because of his grace, his love, his favor, and his mercy that I was able to do it, realizing also that I could never have done it alone. So to be surrounded by friends and family, that was just, that was breathtaking for me. So certainly gratifying. Oh, thank you, Ange. I can appreciate that very, very much. We have a caller on the line at a 404 area code, 578 prefix. Caller, press 1 and you're on the line with me. Please mute your, um, mute your phone, though. Yeah, I did. This is. I did. This is Simmons. How are you? Hi, Linda. Hi. Hi. I was excited about this broadcast. I was totally excited about this broadcast. I'm glad to hear you and Angie on the telephone. (laughs) I'm so glad you called in. I didn't get who it was. It's Linda Simmons. Oh, hey, Linda. <laughs> oh, I was so excited about this broadcast, and I don't want to say much. I just want to say that I'm so inspired by the both of you. Uh, I'm. It just does my heart good for you two articulate women to be talking about uh, forgiveness and such. And I, too, Angie, am in my best season. So I am so inspired by you. Amen. 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 Thank you. We love you, girl. Yes, yeah, so I love you. To hear your voice. <laughs> and you know, Angie, I almost didn't recognize your voice, but I recognized your heart. You know what I mean? Amen. I didn't hear you. Yeah, but I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you for a second. But, Linda, this is a very good. I love this. And I want you to know I love this, and I'm excited about it for you. So keep doing it, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, that's one of our former classmates. Wow. (laughs) Yes, so good to hear her. (laughs) Thank you so much, Linda. Are there any other callers out there who would like to get in on this conversation? Feel free to call. I'm going to go to the next caller at 478-321-PREFIX. You may just be listening in, but if you'd like to make a comment or a question, just press 1. Okay, no problem. That's someone who's just (laughs) listening in. Anyone out there, if you have a comment or a question for Angela, um, please feel free to join us at this time. 
usually at the end of the broadcast, this is pretty funny, at the end of the broadcast when I think we have no other callers and I'm wrapping up, then we get some other callers. Actually, we have someone at 703 and 887 prefix. Caller press 1 and you're on the air with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, hello, Miss um, Briggs. It is a pleasure to hear you on the radio with with Miss Coach Linda Stevens Jones. I've I've just been enamored by your your conversations, and and I'm really really impressed with this, your formula of F to the third power equals love. I am just mm-hmm. really impressed with that. And, and how long have have you been using and exercising this formula, Miss Briggs? Um. Well, actually, it's, it's, you know, when I do my self-examination, it's actually I can see how it has been in operation in my mm-hmm. life for most of my life. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't um, until I matured into the things of God um, that I mm-hmm. could actually, you know, write it down and understand mm-hmm. that formula. So I would say that was somewhere around my mid-30s when all of this started to unfold for me, to unveil and allow me to remove scales from my eyes so that I could see um, what God had intended for me, that I would walk in his purpose and not be stuck Mm -hmm. in a place that was ungodlike. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you're you're um, mentioning that you know you you found um, Jesus at a very early age. It's, it's astonishing. I, I it took me a little bit longer before before I found him, but I realized <laughs> as I went through life that um, even though it took me a while to, to find him, um, he showed me a lot of favor. And your discussions about uh, you know the teacher uh, who offered you opportunity, help to get a, a four-year scholarship at your undergraduate college, and the and the mm-hmm. professor who uh, showed you how to get a fellowship for a master's degree um, reminded me of my times back in high school when I didn't know that I would be going to college, and I remember my my two of my my great teachers uh, talked to me about it and and encouraged me to think about it. And one of my best friends who received a scholarship, athletic scholarship to undergraduate college, talked to me about it. And I just, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to do this? But, but you know, God right. showed, me favor, showed me a lot of favor. And Absolutely. So, even though I didn't fully know God at that point, somebody prayed for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All those years, somebody had been praying for me, and thank you oh, for yes. thank you for helping me to remember those days. Thank you so yes. much. Goodbye. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we have another caller at prefix four seven or area code four seven eight a three two one prefix. Um, caller, press one, and you're on live with us. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. You're well, live. I wanted, okay. Well, I wanted to get on and then give God glory for being able to tune in and listen 
to um, who you call Angie, but I know her as my Auntie Angela. Um, <laughs> I just want to thank her for being a trailblazer and a role model in my life. Um, someone who exemplifies what it means to be a woman of God and someone I can look at as an example and know that you can be bold for God and walk in his words. And so I just want to thank her for being that person in my life. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to allow other people to hear and see what I know I have right in my own bloodline. And that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Which which niece is this? Tell me. <laughs> this is Isha. Hi, Isha. Oh, thank you Hi, so Isha. much for <laughs> now now see Lynn, I thought I was gonna make it through without breaking down, but <laughs> she has broken me down. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. Thank you, Isha. We're gonna Thank go you. To a, oh, you're welcome. We're going to go to another caller, a 478 area code, a 743 prefix. Uh, press 1 and you're on the air. 74368. Press 1 and you're on the air. Okay, let's see if we have any other callers. You all know my technical challenges. I'm going to go to, once again, I'm going to try um, another caller at 478-743-prefix. Caller, if you want to make a comment or ask a question, just press 1 and you're on live. Hello? Caller, are you there? Okay. We will just see if if anyone else calls in. I'm sorry, at caller at 478-743. We weren't able to hear you if you were trying to make a, a comment or ask a question. That sound like it was my mother. Oh, <laughs> Miss Susie. I'm going to try again. I've got um, 7436844. If you press 1, you'll be on live with us. Hello? Yes, we hear you now. Yes, this is Angela's mother. Oh, Miss Susie. <laughs> Go I right in. <laughs> I am so grateful that you have allowed my daughter to be on your program. And I just thank God for the growth that she has and how she's working so diligently for him. I'm proud of you, Angela, and I know God is too, and I love you. Thank you, Mama. Oh. I love you too. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you, Miss Susie. We have another we have another caller at seven oh three a five four one prefix. Caller plus one, you're on live with us. 
Hey, Linda, this is Lonnie. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm great. How are you? Outstanding. And your guest, uh, listening uh, with uh, pleasure again. Uh, what a great story that uh, I think you call Angela has to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought to mind some things uh, in the business world that, uh, that I'd like to share if you, if you have just a minute. Uh, this business sure. about forgiveness also is related to uh, trust in the business. A lot of it is related to trust in the business world. Wherein I uh, met a gentleman that uh, I was going to do some business with. Uh, said that well, I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm working with a man of God, and I, I said something similar back to him. And within about <laughs> six months after we had won a contract, uh, he had rigged, reneged on about a two hundred fifty thousand dollar payment, wow. and uh, that that kind of gets your attention. <laughs> and that that's uh, several years ago, and I, I can tell you truly that. Uh, you know, the words that are over in Matthew 6 and John 1, I had to read several times about uh, <laughs> you forgive them and God will forgive you. Uh, but, but in this particular case, it was a perfect example of the kinds of examples that your guest Angela was giving uh, as she spoke. And I could tell it came from her heart, the kinds of things that she has gone through. A lot of other people, uh, not not so much myself, uh, my background is more on the military side where I went through some things in war zones. But those kinds of things that are up close and personal in your face uh, really challenge you to make those kinds of tough decisions about whether you, first of all, forgive the person and go through all the hurdles that you have to go through to prepare yourself to do that, and then after that, develop a trust that you, so that you can deal with them later on. And, and that's right. just about the end of my comments. Right. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. All right. All right. Certainly. Bye-bye. God bless. And that, oh, that's very true what he brought out, Lynn, you know, because... Forgiveness really is a process, you know. It doesn't yeah. happen immediately. For some it may, but for the most part, it's not immediate. Uh, it's a process. You are so right. I, um, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with uh, thankfulness, and I'm, overhel- I'm overwhelmed with pride, and I just appreciate, appreciate this conversation, uh, I, I can't thank you enough. I know you have to run to another commitment, um, but just know that what you shared today is very impactful. And I pray it yeah. will result in someone making inspired choices to forgive and to seek forgiveness in their own lives. Oh, I also have to say, you know you haven't changed a bit in all of these years. I had to get that. <laughs> <laughs> you either. <laughs> Do you have any shout-outs that you want to give, uh, Ange, before we go? Well, um, first let me thank you for um, allowing me to share my life story in this respect, um, over the air, and I have to say that it. What? What? Wait. Uh oh. I'm sorry, Ann. We had a little technical problem. Say that again, please. Okay. I was just saying. I'd just like to uh, sum it up by saying thanking you for allowing me 
to share my life story and how it is truly my prayer that someone will be encouraged and inspired toward forgiveness um, having mm-hmm. listened in today. And my shout-outs and my love goes to all of my my Georgia people, my my family, my my work family, previous work family at Robbins Air Force Base, my church family, and so, so, so glad to hear that my fellow Talladegans are on the line and just just love <laughs> to you all. Oh, And, yes. of course, to my daughter and my granddaughter and my son-in-law if they're listening, and, of course, my husband. So thank you so much, Lynn. Oh, thank you, Ange. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I just we pray that you have gotten uh, something that moves you forward out of this powerful story. And remember, if you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, please email me at Linda on LCRN at gmail.com. That's Linda on LCRN, which stands for Life Coach Radio Network, Linda on LCRN at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in for my next broadcast on March 22nd at 12 noon Eastern when my guest will be Reverend Lou Phillips. I guarantee you don't want to miss this man of God's inspirational and personal journey. Before I close, I want to pause and give a very special shout-out. I want to recognize and celebrate a powerhouse leader, a magnet, a giver, a lover of life, and legendary woman that I was honored to call my friend, Meg Falk. I just learned yesterday that Meg Falk passed away last week. Meg led the Secretary of Defense's Family Policy Office for years before she retired. You will be sorely missed on this side, Meg, but I am certain your bright light and your love will live on in our hearts forever. Listeners and callers, thank you for being a part of this community. Help me to spread the word by sharing the link that you used for today's broadcast for the show's replay. And please mark your calendars for the next broadcast on March 22nd right here at 12 noon. Until then, stay blessed. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.